Some, right. Something's going to come out in Trump, and he's, I think he's going to give it back. What if he gives it back? Oh, shit. Then Psych! We're gonna t- then we're going to talk about it because we live now. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the post-apocalypse version of the Culture Academy oh, podcast. <laughs> the post-apocalyptic version of the Culture Academy podcast. So you're saying it's over? It, it, might, it might be over. Well, class is in session, man. Let's get to it. <laughs> Too much to cover today. Everybody, you know, um, obviously, if you guys have not been living in the Rock, and you better not because you're in America, shout out to anybody who's listening overseas, but anybody who's in the United States of America. Shout out to, over- shout out to, shout out to overseas love. All right, definitely shout out to overseas. We're going to be over there in a few. Um, the presidential race has finally been decided. It's over. It's over. Word to Kenny Smith. It's over. <laughs> shout out, Kenny Smith. <laughs> it's over. It's over. So... Before we even talk about this, I want to say we've seen some crazy shit this year in it's general. A, it's been a wild year already, for sure. Fucking crazy year. And I want to take you back to the two most recent things that happened that I would have never believed in a million years. Oh, he's going right into it. Kevin Durant going to Golden State Warriors. Right. And Donald Trump being the fucking president of the United States. Just to put that into perspective for some people, this is the biggest Golden State Warriors fan. That's why he led with that. But I think in reality... Definitely Donald Trump coming home with the Yo, presidency in a landslide. It, it was a landslide too. Takes the cake and wow. in an election, in an election that everybody, the people were actively participating in this election. Man, shout out to the younger generation. You guys were out there. Shout out to the millennials. Yeah, you were out there. You were making your vote count. Not like it matters because electoral college, but that's some other shit. Uh oh. And it just he fucking won. That that blows me away, bro. Our pre- like you, you remember when we was in, in high school? Matter of fact, take it back to high school. Remember when we was in elementary school and you pull up the uh, history books and you got the presidents in the back? Right, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trump's face <laughs> is about to be in that book. He's about to be in the book. <laughs> Trump's face is about to be in that book. And our kids are going to learn about Trump 20 years in the future. That shit blows me away. I mean, hey, man, you know, hats off. You know, I guess he won a, a clean, fair race. Fair race is a loose <laughs> term. Like, he not, took a not lot. Even, <laughs> not even from Trump. Like, both ways, they were going at each other. It was cat really dog. Really low blows. It, it was cat dog for sure. It was theater. Were you not entertained? I was thoroughly entertained. I was entertained, man. Once they started bringing in the grabbing of the pussies, man, it was over for me. I thought I thought that was over for him. I thought, all right, cool. So you, you offended black people. You offended Hispanics. You offended gay people. And then you come out of nowhere and offend women. Yeah, but people really didn't could get too riled up until until he went and offended, you know, the Caucasian woman. That's when they really got upset. Oh but, yeah, definitely. They made it relatable. <laughs> but let's just be clear. But like uh, we don't care about these yeah, skin, don't but care. you leave yeah. our woman alone, goddamn. Yeah, everything it. else kinda got swept under the rug. But once he started talking about uh, you know, the Caucasian women, they definitely got upset about that for sure. But, See, um, that 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 blows me away even more, bro. It would have been different if he ran and ran a clean race, right? Nothing popped through. up. And he won. I'd be like, all right, fuck it. But the fact that all this shit came out, that's why I told you, man. That's why I text you, bro. Trump, them turn politics into keeping up with the Kardashians. This shit is much watch reality TV that's on right now. And it's going to be on for the next four years. Yeah, that's freaking nuts, man. Like, I don't even know. I would still be shocked if he actually took the office. I think, he, I don't know. I think he might, part of me thinks he might just end up giving it back. You no, know, part of you hopes he's still conceded with himself to go ahead and uh, just say, you know what, psych, I ain't doing this shit. I don't know what I'm doing and just give it up. But um, yeah, man, it it was Hillary Clinton's race to lose and she lost it. And like I said, man, um, 
I think with the FBI shit, with the emails coming out, bringing up that shit again a week before the election, and then finally coming out a few days ago and say she did nothing wrong, you put that doubt in people's minds that this is an FBI investigation that's going to be happening. So that shit blows me the fuck away. So Donald Trump, of all people, is the president of the United States of America. Donald Trump has access to nukes. Nukes. Why do you make them if you're not going to use them? He has. He is the commander in chief of this country. Like, look, man. There's two things that's funny. Obviously, <laughs> Donald Trump being president, but the fact that he was on The Apprentice and the fact that they replaced Donald Trump with Arnold Schwarzenegger—that's even hilarious. Let's not forget though that The Apprentice was his show. It was. He got fired from his show, and we're going. <laughs> Damn, is that what happened? Son, the jo- he got fired. They fired his ass. And Damn, he, the network fired the him. The network fired weak. him when his race started. He said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but the network says, we cannot work with this man no more. So if we cannot work with like ABC and shit or whatever network he was on, how are you going to work with the United? Yeah. Dog, the jokes write themselves, man. I feel like we are all in the world's largest Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, but it's going to be a long skit if he takes this seat for four years. Four years, man. I think he'll be one and done, though. I don't think they'll reelect him. Unless unless he personally goes in his pocket and starts giving out hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Man, he won't get reelected. People going to realize, you know, we elected a clown instead of, you know, somewhat of a politician. But you know what, though? That's a good point that you bring up. Because I want, I want to take the over and under here. Over and under how many years before he gets impeached? I don't think he'll get impeached. You don't th- think he'll get impeached? I don't think so. Dog. Okay, let me let me explain this right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Bill Clinton got impeached for getting head. Right. In the Oval Office, in though. In the Oval Office. If he was okay. getting head in his room, I don't think it would have been as bad. Let's, let's remember, like, people come in the Oval Office, people sit in the chair. We don't know if he skeeted on the desk, if she spitted, <laughs> if she swallowed. We really don't know. Like, come on, dude. That's like me getting head at my desk at the job. I think, come on, that's not kosher. But well, here's you know, what I'm saying. As far as impeachment, I'm not doing. I see people talking about the stupid assassination shit. I don't give a fuck who's up there. I would never wish death upon nobody. Yeah, I'm not gonna wish death upon yeah, nobody. So you guys are just idiots. But as far as being impeached, impeaching, what I'm saying is, why would Trump, he get impeached? What would he? Here's do? why. Here's why. Okay. A lot of shit from Donald Trump has been coming out when he was running. Right. Right. We've been hearing a lot of crazy shit. He's in the office now. You know how hard people are gonna go back they're gonna go to digging you're saying dirt and dig for some dirt but don't you think they've been digging already so you think they're gonna go into extra dig mode now they have but they're gonna go into extra dig mode and what if they damn find that's out that's petty crazy. that's petty like what if they find out something fucking crazy like something super racist or super homophobic and then it blows up because look regardless of whether or not me and you kind of agree that the president is more or less a figurehead they don't right. really have much of the power. They're just a fall. Bro, guy. this dude not only is the presidency, but he got the he got the House and the Senate. They about to they about to show enough show they ass. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some new world shit we talk but, about here. But then again, I want people to still understand. You know, we live in America. Uh, you know, not to go too off the rails, but it's a long time between now and when he's actually supposed to take the seat. So who knows what's gonna happen between now and then? I don't know. The world could go into uh, you know economic collapse oh man come on dog. i got a job man don't do this i got thing. a job too bro but i don't know the rest of the world seems kind of shook up about it bro. <laughs> that's <laughs> what i'm saying man like could something happen with something pile up like something somebody finds something in his past that's so I mean, crazy I mean, that it can actually cause him to be impeached i mean it could be something like that 
I mean, or he could just do such a horrible job. But me personally, I, I think once he sits down in the seat, he won't get impeached. They'll ride out the four years and they'll just vote somebody else in by a landslide and then you'll just start over. But Donald Trump started a dangerous precedent. And what I mean by that is uh, when Donald Trump was first running and Kanye West came out and said, oh, I'm going to run for president. And Donald Trump said, oh, I would love to run against Kanye. I'm like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Now that Trump is in office, Kanye West has a great chance because it turned into a popularity contest. So do you think they should change the way that votes go down? Um, I think we can definitely make some tweaks and changes to uh, to our voting method here, you know, in America, especially, you know, um, given the day and age that we're in with technology and things like that. I think we should definitely um, I, I think it should really just be a popular vote. You know, you have so many people in the country. And if, you know, more people vote for candidate A than candidate B or vice versa, that's kind of how you should go. This whole electoral college BS um, doesn't really make any sense to a lot of people because, you know, you have smaller states hold bigger weight than bigger states. So, it, you know, it's just a mess. But um, but I do believe if the man sits down in the chair, they should let the man, you know, I guess uh, run his four years and then they'll just pick somebody new. He'll be a one term president if that. And then. um. He'll start from scratch. But are we so sure he's going to be a one-term president? Bro, come on, stop. You think he'll get reelected? They reelected Bush. Yeah, but Bush was in Unless we're in war, yeah, if we're, if we're at war, they'll reelect him. But other than that, if we're not in a war period, he won't get reelected. He'll be one and done. Somebody younger, somebody more political will come along and bash his head against the wall. He'll be out of there. Man, this shit is crazy. I just think it's funny because I like, uh, you know, shout out to Charlemagne the God. I think he had the greatest tweet during all of the election. Um, I'm not sure if you saw it, but he has said, if Trump pulls this election out and wins, the world will be doing the biggest mannequin challenge in shock at their TV. Yeah, shout out to Charlotte. That shit <laughs> described That's true. it all. This is, this is like the biggest, longest mannequin challenge. The world is going to be doing the biggest, longest mannequin challenge. It's probably going to last four years. But what just kind of scared me is, you know, you touched on it earlier, was just that old boy was like, um... Why do you make them if you're not going to use them? That's scary language. Make Oh, you're talking about for the nukes? Yeah, for the nukes. That's some scary language. Why do you make them if... Yeah. And you know what? I can't gauge on anybody, um, like, as far as the political, the world leaders, because the world leaders are out here congratulating and talking about we're looking forward to... Like, I can't gauge world leaders. I think they might just be playing the game and playing into his ego to try to get what they want. That's what it reads like to me. I can't imagine that Vladimir Putin would be happy that Donald Trump is in office. I mean, he called him up and said congratulations, so I think that means he's pretty happy. But that's that's something that they just kind of do, you know what I mean? Like, see, these presidents and leaders really aren't friends. Hell no, everybody didn't. Hell no, everybody didn't call Donald Trump. Get the hell out of here. There were some people out there who was like, God damn, this is ridiculous. Not everybody picked up the phone. Only if you fuck with them is you going to pick up the phone. Yeah, this shit was fucking crazy. But yeah, man. but yeah, I just want to I just want to point out, you know, now, I don't want this to slide under the rug, though. I want this to be noted for the record that Hillary Clinton. I didn't really again. I didn't I didn't like neither candidate. I went for the third party guy, you know, the weed guy, Johnson or whatever. But uh, I definitely lost a lot of respect for Hillary when she couldn't even face the people last night after getting her ass handed to her at the polls. Whatever you want to say, if you want to say it was fixed. The fix was in that she kind of had to know that the fix was in already. You know, she wasn't the last to know. She didn't find out at three o'clock that she had lost. She probably had already conceded and she probably knew she wasn't going to show her face. So that's the only thing I don't want to get to lost. I don't want to get swept under the rug that she took her. She was pressing Donald Trump about would he concede if he lost. And once she lost, 
she wouldn't even face the people, yo. She was a cowardice and she ain't show up until the next day. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of Hillary Clinton, like I said, because it was hers to lose. Now, there's nothing ever good about being a sore loser. That's the reason why somebody like Cam Newton faced so much criticism. But, I respect, the, uh, but, but, but I respect, but to your point, that's true. But I respect Cam because Cam at least initially faced the music. And then he said, all right, well, the kitchen's too hot. So I'm going to get up out of here. She didn't even face the music, you know? I mean, I agree. Yeah, she definitely didn't. But you know, you know why? Because here's why. Like I said, it was hers to lose. But if Donald Trump was to win an election, this was it. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> People already don't trust Hillary Clinton based off of the Bill Clinton situation. So you okay. already have... A lot of the older people who remember that and they don't want another Clinton in office because right. of the fact that they pretty much impeached I agree. Bill Clinton. Then comes all the shady shit. The fact that she left Secretary of State because she wasn't feeling well for her health at that time. And then the emails. And then she did not help herself when plus she was Benghazi, talking. I guess plus Benghazi where she left, I guess, a whole handful of people, you know, to kind of just get slaughtered. Yeah. Every single thing that happened. She just seemed, she just her seemed shady. She just seemed shady, and people thought that it was, especially here in Florida, because in Florida, she, they, her and Donald Trump spent so much, you know, campaign dollars on commercials bashing each other. But whenever I watch, you know, whenever, whenever I watch the commercials, again, I didn't vote for either candidate, but whenever I watch the commercials, it just seemed to me that the stuff that they were saying about Donald Trump, you know, yeah. Was stuff we already knew. Was stuff we already knew, and it was probably stuff that a lot of people say one way or the other, um, who you know, in the privacy of their own homes, you know, one way or the other in one fashion, shape or form. Now, with Hillary, I mean, she was just doing some really shady stuff, man, with the emails, Benghazi, even back to her husband's administration, you know, even back, you know, to um how people feel she, you know, got in the office kind of, you know, shadily, um, violating Bernie Sanders, you know, violating the Kennedy boy, you know, his untimely passing, so... I don't know, man. I agree with you 100%. I think that if there was any uh, election for him to win, it was this one. And the mainstream media definitely failed because they tried to perpetuate a lie that Hillary was going to win in the landslide. In actuality, the opposite happened. So shout out to, uh, you know, unfortunately, the man won uh, for what we can see now, fair and square. But more importantly, shout out to the Simpsons who predicted this correctly. Oh, yeah. Simpsons always get on. Gets this Yo, the right. Simpsons are always on, always on point presidency 9-11 boston bombing like they always be on point and it'd be years years in advance it's the conspiracy it's the conspiracy um no man but i think you hit you hit it right on the head and my, my whole thing is look we both kind of agree i mean the president's just a, fi a figurehead just like we said earlier so i don't think whoever's in the office really has that much like say it's more or less a figure but it's just it's really bad to have this person but you know what though in the same what token, if donald trump turns around and he gets in the office and he says you know what yo i'm gonna turn around and force the government to build everybody homes what well, are you gonna why. say then what, here's do you, what are you gonna say then? Here's, I don't know. here's what i'm gonna say Who about knows? that and i want to be on the actual recording so obviously because we're recording and doing this podcast this is gonna be on recording i'm gonna be i'm gonna this is what i have to say about that donald trump is a very intelligent man extremely intelligent for sure I'm not taking that away. He's extremely intelligent. This whole campaign that he did, it appeared as though he was doing stuff on purpose to stir the pot and he knew what he wanted to do. 
Because if you have ever heard of Donald Trump speak about political issues and things like that, when he actually sticks to this shit, this is in the past. Right. He was actually a very intelligent person. So there wouldn't be any doubt if he came in and actually did decent or even did great. It's just the fact that based off everything that's happened, you know, if, if they're killing people like Kobe for being rapists, and the fact that he was acquitted and found not guilty because of the whole situation that happened. Yeah, but people forgot about that with Kobe, man. Kobe's held as one of the greatest players of all time, and that's just like a little blip on the radar. I mean, it's a little blip on the radar, but people still remember that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, people still remember Ray Lewis, you know, you know, you know, beating the rap. <laughs> people still go remember Ray Rice. You know, anytime you do anything. You know what happened, Baltimore. You know what really happened. <laughs> anytime you do anything that's really big like that, people are going to remember it. So, regardless if he comes in, this is what we're going to remember. Right. All the shit that came out in the election. But uh, and me, I don't know if it's gonna hurt him or not. Let me ask let me let me bounce this thought off of you. How ironic is it though that right after you see Bush, right, who people really regard as, you know, wasn't really fond of, you know, minorities and things of such, then you have old bumbles come through, you know, President Obama come through and uh now he's the guy for eight years. So you go from drag, you go from Bush, crazy, war, not really a fan of, you know, minorities, though it would seem, to Obama. Breath of fresh air, first black president, holy smokes. So you went from one drastic to another. And right after you get your eight years of a brother, <laughs> you go back to a guy who has supposed ties, connections, or has garnered a lot of support from, um, you know, um, you know, um, from, from uh, certain segments of society that don't that don't view minorities well. That's a good I, way to I, say it. I think I think we know what uh, parts of society we're talking about, what groups and organizations. Yep, yep. Um, I'm talking about not really trying to you know big them up at all. But I think it's kind of ironic that you go from Obama, the first ever African American president, to a guy you know who um, a lot of people feel is kind of opening the doors in the future for maybe a more political for a more politically witty person if that if, if you follow me who's more savvy in the political realm but be just as openly kind of uh discriminatory against people that's what people a lot of people scared of that maybe you open the door for a better donald trump to come through who can speak better and uh and might be able to uh you know do more damage just like hitler just like hitler uh who he was a great speaker so and was able to do that damage um unfortunately with the jewish but i know i know what you mean but if that segment of the population that you're talking about the, the funnier part behind that is um, I just think they were just they were just kind of itching for this chance. Like they let it slip away with Obama. So they were kind of slipping, uh, itching with this chance. I just I, I don't know if that's going to have much of an impact on Trump or even anything political as opposed to it's going to be as the population. What I mean by that is because this guy's in office and people who are bigots uh, support this guy. They're probably going to think it's okay to be racist and okay to. It's going to be more violence. But my thing is though, that's what, I mean, so you think so? People think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be kicked up a couple notches. So it'll be more out in the open now, is what you think? Oh yeah, especially with media, it may not even look. It may not even be a situation where, let's say, there's race crimes or hate crimes that are happening and people are getting killed just because of the color of their skin. And there might, it may be the same number of people dying for that reason next year as it would be this year before Donald Trump was president. But because of the fact that this guy's president, they're going to cover it more. Oh, it's kind of like the same with uh, officers shooting unarmed black people. 
uh, or unarmed minorities. They're going to kind of put they're, they're going to put it out the, to the public. Okay. This has been happening for years for the last you know 20 years. But now we're going to galvanize it and hype it up. A- exactly. So I think that's what's going to end up happening more or less. And it's going to turn into kind of like it's it's all race baiting when they, they race bait when they want, um, you know, ratings. That's, that's pretty much what they do. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to end up happening. It's going to be. There may just, there may be a few hate crimes might not be any different than any regular year but they're going to show on TV so it's going to be like okay look now this guy's in office look what's happening yeah I can see them definitely gassing up you know that segment of society if things um you know if things don't um you know if things don't start to shape up but it's just going to be a rough transition anyway anytime you go from one party to another you know it's almost a three sixty every time or one eighty rather every time yeah it's going to be um extremely it's going to be extremely fun it's a fun ride you know i feel like um i feel like america is now just turned into survivor and this is the season finale like oh man that's scary as hell just gotta see what's gonna happen so uh you know again it is what it is um politics is something that's funny here's what i think is funny here's two things that are ironic in this whole entire um election and campaign and i want to see if you agree i'm going to say both and you can just tell me Okay. The first thing that's ironic to me was when John McCain was running against Obama. The conversation was John McCain is too old to run for president. At that time, he was yeah, about they, they, 70. They, they were running with that pretty heavily. And he was about 70, 71, 72, around there. Because he's like 78 right now. So he was about 71, 72, or he might even be 70. Donald Trump is 70. Right. And that narrative has never came up. Yeah, they, is it I mean, the toupee? I mean, I don't know if it's that, but I mean, Hillary was 69, so you really couldn't bring one up without the other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So that's one thing that's ironic. The second the thing that's ironic to me is the American dream. And what I mean by that is, um, let me be clear. I did not support any candidate, and I'm actually giving you a huge shout-out, a huge student of the week to my boy right here, Sky I pre- High. I appreciate that. Sky High Reed for doing what I think everybody should have done, which is, if everybody's saying, oh, we don't like Trump or we don't like Clinton, we want another choice. There were other choices on your ballot. You just didn't have the balls to pick a third-party candidate. Hey, man, I picked a third-party candidate, man. Look, I didn't really mess with none of them. Trump, you know, was kind of on, you know, that, uh, that um, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, universal for everybody. You know, he definitely uh, went towards one way of society. I wasn't with Hillary Clinton either. She was just a slime ball. So, you know what? I went with the guy who cracked jokes and smoked weed. <laughs> And you know what? And here's the big thing. Here's the other point I'm trying to make. I don't get why people are upset with Trump. And what I say that is, um, is this. You have kids. You have three daughters, correct? And you have four uh, coming on the way. Right. So you're a parent. Absolutely. When your parents ask you, when you, you're a parent and your kid says, Dad, I want to be president. Your response is, you can be anything you want in the world as long as you put your mind to it. I agree with that. And we're mad at Donald Trump. For becoming president with no political experience. And you know experience. what? And, I, and my hat's off to you for bringing up that point, man. Hey, you know what? Only in America. Because, hey, my man went out there and he, um, you know, he went out there and he did what he had to do. Uh, now, does it seem shady with the emails, with the supposed email drop the week before? Yeah, but he didn't drop the emails. He didn't do that. That was the FBI who did that. So Hillary got screwed by some of her own friends. So I don't know. You know, maybe the fix was in. But, uh, you know. I have no shade to throw towards the man, yo. At the end of the day, he won because he was able to keep the conversation 
off of really politics. He was able to make it about character and about morals and about your ethics. And even though, you know, his ethics, morals and character is called into question, he was able to put the bigger spotlight on Hillary and manipulate, you know, the American people's feelings and thoughts into you know bro look at the i mean we got see i mean we got it on right now like, got CNN just on. the numbers are just staggering like yo if you're getting beat down by 170,000 votes in some states you got beat down like that's it i, I mean there's, there's there's no debating it and shout out to his uh his 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 wife is gonna be the finest first lady ever in office but um you know stop it she you <laughs> think so she looks like a troll bro she do i'm not saying look I don't find her attractive. I'm just saying she looks a lot better than the past first ladies. That I don't know, man. Involved. Michelle Obama kind of. I don't know, man. She, All right, there we go. She, Michelle she Obama. Got, for she got to that thing. <laughs> Obama for the win. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, man. At the end of the day, uh, he is the president. We're going to respect that. Um, you know, we, we have hierarchies in society for a reason. If we didn't, then we would turn into a communist country. Um you know, it's just like uh, we got the deans of the president of the, the culture academy in Sky High. Uh, you know, so we, we, we got we got this. It, it's all going to be good. I'm not worried about it. I just find it funny to hear people whine about it. I think that's the fucking Especially those people who didn't go out there and punch the ballot. Oh, definitely. And look at that. That's what I'm talking about right there. We got a TV on. Trump versus Clinton. Trump, uh, Clinton had the majority vote. That's the problem right there, which is the electoral college. So, but, um. We'll end, up, we'll end up seeing it, man. We'll see how this country's going to end up being running. You know, Obama's going to uh, has a few, what? He, he got like a month left in office before. The, About a, uh, we got the rest of this month, all of December, and then like half of January. So we'll call it like two months. Yeah, two months left in office. So a lot can happen in 60 days. Yeah, exactly. So we'll end up seeing what's, what's going to happen here. So, you know, big shout out to everybody who went out there and voted. Um, I dog voting. I don't do it because of... Uh, obvious reasons but um, shout out amendment two in the state of florida man all my people <laughs> all my people who are sick and uh need that medication man i'm definitely glad that that'll be able to come to a uh to a medicinal shop near you and to all my other fellow pot smokers man just give it another couple years and they'll get that recreational we'll get that wreck because you but know florida they just, they you know just we've been burning past that in about three or four other states the recreational use yeah for sure you had met Ma- you had massachusetts you had cali i can't believe cali i mean yo i've been out there in cali and cali had wreck for like forever so uh <laughs> definitely shout out to uh to los angeles shout out my people in corona um but uh but shout out to florida man for finally getting doing the right thing and allowing people to get some much needed uh medicine which uh hopefully um down the road will open everybody's eyes to uh what this can do for us and uh hopefully get this country about a debt man for real man that's just gonna be done man they gotta go bankrupt but fuck it mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is when you're in a trillion debt and the citizens of your country are in debt it's all just a snowball effect but uh yeah man it was good it was a good um presidential race man and it was funny like i said it's funny to me that when everything was happening um, within the last year of Trump's campaign, I was actually living in two places. I was in Orlando, Florida, before I moved back to Tampa. And just, I remember going to the gym, jogging on the treadmill, watching them on the TV, like, the shit's a joke. Now the joke is the president. So, big shout out to everybody who voted. Uh, again, I don't I don't vote. That's my personal, um, you know, preference. But everybody who has that, that moral and everybody who feels as though they can make a difference, even though you can't, big shout out to you guys. But, um... I mean, this kind of, you know, this kind of... With the exception of the amendments, I want to be clear that I'm talking about for the actual president. Right, like Your right. local offices and things like that, I, I imagine that your vote... Counts, counts yeah. Yeah, you only situation. really matter locally. But this, I think this, I think this quote right here kind of, 
kind of sums up, you know, how I kind of feel about it, you know. Uh, and it says, uh, I really don't have much to say about the presidential election, you know, as far as who won and who lost. Um, you know, I'm being asked all sorts of questions, you know, possible under the sun. You know, I'm just sitting back kind of and observing everybody's behavior at this time and thinking to myself how far society is. But what is funny, though, is that for the first time, and this is, and I think this to be true, that America does have a president that actually represents its full populace. And what that is, is, you know, as a whole, we're kind of ignorant, you know. So I think it's kind of fitting that Donald Trump is the president, because as a whole, I think it kind of does represent kind of what we've become, in a sense, you know, as a country with some of the BS that we're still going over, how we still haven't learned, you know, from past, uh, from past lessons, so. And to each his own we're here for i'm glad you brought that up too because you, just like you said if you don't learn from your history you're doomed to repeat you're doomed it. to repeat it i think that's just an important point there because the fact that um and, and like i said bro i'm not trying to bring it on this race shit i think we got enough podcasts out there to do it but the fact that um there's this huge racial divide because of police brutality and things like that the fact that millennials are just ignorant enough to not realize that slavery was less than, what is it, less than 60 years ago? Less than 50 years ago? Not slavery, my fault, civil rights. Civil rights, civil yeah, rights. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, uh, uh, it's let, still fresh in the let, mind, so let this me, shit let me should kind not of be put a this in, Let me kind of put this in, into perspective for you, right? What's up? So I'm, I'm 27, right? Yep. My pops, I think it's like 50, 50, uh, 52, 53 maybe. Um, my pops remembers going to, he was born in the sixties. So my, I think my pops remembers going to school, like middle school and there's still being segregated water fountains. He remembers going to high school, you know, and this is like the eighties now. And there's still being certain parts of town and certain parts of the city that, you know, was segregated. Like, you know, my, my grandmother's, I'm married to a, I'm married to a, to a Colombian. That, you know, there was a time, you know, um, where even um, just even talking to like, a, 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 you know, somebody of the opposite race, like, you know, especially a white chick, you know, you can get killed for that, man. So we're not too far removed from those times. Like you said, like your grand, your parents probably remember, you know, racist situations. My parents, for sure, your your grandparents are alive. So if you was born in the 50s and if you was born in the 50s, Definitely, racism is still alive. It hasn't really gone nowhere. It's done, changed its face and kind of like molded. But, bro, just like you said, yo, we're not that far off from segregation, bro. And all we did was just sweep it under the rug. You never really, you know, addressed the issue. Yeah, and it'll be a long time before that shit gets resolved. So, you know, just everybody keep a level level head in mind. Keep you know, be positive out there. Uh, have faith. Everything will come out. You know, everybody will survive. This shit ain't the end of the I world. I will survive. <laughs> This shit ain't the end of the world. Everybody be good out there. But um, yeah, man, you know, shout out, shout out to Trump. You know, fuck it. You won. You did what you said you was gonna do. So you really proved a lot of haters wrong. So it is what it is. Um, you know what? Shout out to uh shout out to my boy Gatsby who started that uh fuck Trump uh rant shout on out stage Gatsby. at the Joe Budden show. Um that shit was fucking great, bro. That shit came out of left field, man. My boy said Did the crowd get with him though? Oh hell yeah! Everybody was yelling. What did Joe? Did Joe Budden get with him? Oh, Joe Budden was in the back. I don't know what he was doing. He was oh, okay. Fucking, he was talking <laughs> with his wife, Sin Santana. You know what I mean? So, but um, yeah, he had everybody behind him, man, and you know that was a 
You know, let's just bring it up. The Joe Bunny Show, man. That was a great show, man. Uh, Gatsby really showed himself. I didn't really realize he was going to be there till he snuck up on me and shit. Uh, me and him go way back, so I'm proud of this dude for, you know, chasing his dreams. He's, he's doing big things out there. So, uh, Shout out Gatsby, man. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, sitting down and chopping it up with him for sure. Yes, actually, that's a good point you brought up. That was my next thing. Um, You know, one thing we did talk about, and again, me and this dude go way back. Um, I like to say, and then we'll bring this up to him, that I'm responsible for a part of his flow, but whatever. We'll talk about that another time. Oh, we definitely going to bring that up since you said that. Then. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that when we, we interview with him. But that was one thing I did uh, bring up to him. He says, dude, I'm just waiting for the call. We'll get on the podcast. So um, we'll look to have him here hopefully next episode. So big shout out to him, man. But I, I'm ashamed of you, brother. I thought you was going to be at the Bunny Show, man. That shit was like 15 bucks. I don't get how you yeah, I'm go. Ki- yeah, I'm ki- yeah, I'm kind of pissed off that I didn't go now, man. Now that you said that, you know, that it wasn't really, you know, um, it wasn't sardines in there. And uh, that was my biggest concern. But, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in myself now that I didn't go, um, especially especially since you said he did a nice a nice set. So uh, oh, shout yeah, out to like Joe. 16 um, plus songs, bro. That's nice, man. Shout out to Joe for coming through to Tampa. Uh if you haven't went and got that, you know, went and got that record, go pick it up, man. You know, hey, Raging Machine. So big shout out to him. Um, you know, I had a brief conversation with him too, man. He's a real cool, uh, down to earth dude and, and whatnot, man. That's he what's really, up. He really put on a good show. Um, you know, I took my girl out there. That was her first Joe Budden show. She, she, <laughs> That's she, what's up. She loved it. She too. was raging. Yeah, she was raging with us. So. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was good, and there was nothing but positive vibes in there. Um, yeah, like I said, man, that was a great show. Um, yo, man. I got to give this um, this quick shout-out, man. My boy Rich, I love you to death, brother. He was out at the show. Um, you may not be familiar with him, but Rich, is uh, he goes by the rap name Danger Rich. He's a rap out of Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Um, he came to the show. I saw him in the club. Not mind you, we did the meet and greet. So in the meet and greet, you was in the very beginning. Like within an hour of the show, you were in there. Everybody else is still lined out outside to 8 o'clock. Right. I see him over there. I'm like chopping it up with him. What's up? He's like, yeah, you know, it was good. I like the podcast. This and the third. Much appreciated. Much shout appreciated. Out. Big shout out. My boy got the meet and greet tickets. I said, son, did you come here alone? Came here with my girl. She's outside waiting in general admission line. Oh, I'm weak. Damn. <laughs> Savage. Savage <laughs> of the year right there. <laughs> shout out to you, man. You so petty. <laughs> Damn, that's petty, man. Savage of the <laughs> year. So, you know what, though? You know what, though? All bullshit jokes aside, you know, shout out to her. Because she, when I seen she her. She weathered the storm. She, she weathered the storm. When I seen her and he introduced me, she she didn't look too pissed She didn't off. look salty, right? She, she said, I'm not paying the 65. You know? She's like, fuck, we just saved 45 bucks. You know, whatever. It is what she it took is. one for the team. She definitely took one for the team. Shout, yo, that's a shout out, man. That's, that's that petty. That's teamwork. Make the dream work. I like that. I son, take it back. Because, you know, the, the me and three tickets was like 60, 60 bucks. Uh, general admission was 15. So she came in for the price of two Big Mac combo meals. You know, whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of mad I didn't pay the general admission on that, man. I'm kind of upset about that now. Yeah, hey, I'm upset at you too, man. I was waiting for it. But, yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> it was a really good show. Like I said, shout out to Joe Budden. Um, a very good show. He's actually still touring right now. Uh, he brought Imani along, which is another good treat. Uh, Always a good look, man. Yeah, you know, definitely good luck. People so. be getting it messed up. Bring yeah, it was definitely along. better. It Bring was your girl along, man. It's more fun that way. Oh yeah, it was definitely better than the um the lock show we went to. I don't know about that because them niggas put on a show. No, they put on a show, man. But this Joe Budden show, bro, that dude is a. That I don't know, man. Do you man. even remember the lock show? Let's be real. Oh shit, yo yo, you can't call. All right, I remember probably the good first seven minutes of the show. Oh man, 
I was twisted that night, but fuck. Shout out Javier, man. Shout out Drew, man. Cause shout out Bricks. Everybody who came out. We was deep that night, man. It was a good night, man. That was a great night. I was fucking done. Uh I was still pissed that y'all vegans went to a fried chicken spot and then wake my ass up, but fuck it. Yo, they hooked us up, man. What can I say, man? Fucking vegans, man, going to a fried chicken spot, eating vegan gyros, but whatever. It is what it is, man. Shout out to you. I'm fat. You're not. You're doing something right. But, uh, yeah, man. But, you know, we were just talking about the record as far as, like, the Raging Machine. There's been a lot of projects that's actually um been out in the streets lately, man. A lot of records, man. I definitely want to uh take time, you know, to point out a few. Uh, definitely, uh, first and foremost, Banks coming coming out of nowhere with the Halloween Havoc 3. So that was, like, a month and a half after he dropped the other record. All or Nothing record, which was just ridiculous. I was still playing that record. The yeah. next thing I know, I, I didn't go, even learn all that ne- shit. Next thing I know, I'm on IG, and he said, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm throwing it out there for y'all people. Quick work. I couldn't tell that it was quick work because the bars, it, it just doesn't make any sense, man, <laughs> what this guy is able to do lyrically. Uh, and put the bars together and paint those vivid pictures for you. You know what? I used to be so upset with 50. Like, why don't you, like, push him more and market him more? You know what? Nah, leave him alone. Let him keep putting out these good classic records for the streets that he's still able to generate, you know, I'm pretty sure a nice amount of buzz from, and you know, a nice amount of uh, interest in because he has, you know, single quality records on he these. Does. You know what I'm saying? On these... um. You, know and you made a point to fifty but. not. You made a point to like fifty. It didn't mean interrupt, but you made a point to like fifty uh not being involved with him. To me, that made it a lot better. Number one, he changed his flow up to stop being so punchline heavy because he knew that wouldn't get him far. He'll be stuck in kind of like the same space as Cassidy. Is yeah, I kind of felt like towards the end he he was getting kind of punched. He was kind of relying too much on the punchlines, but oh, now yeah. that like kind of the whole um the whole uh commercial aspect of it, where you still want to you know still do your thing, but still have to kind of sell records. Now that has kind of been removed from the fold over the years due to the landscape of music changing. So now Banks is 50, 50 don't really need to be there to kind of monitor what he's doing anymore. He a grown ass man now at this point, a grown artist, you know, a more mature artist at this point. And he sold the mill by himself. Yeah, he did do that. But the thing that I love about him now is that now, to your point, I don't I don't really feel like he has that pressure to keep coming up with crazy punchlines. So now that allows him to just write. And now he's coming up with even crazier punchlines. Oh, yeah. And it's smooth. It's more smooth. It's. Because the thing is, in G-Unit, back in the days, uh, he kind of had to play his role. Like, the only way he was going to really get known because 50 was bubbling so much was being punched on Yeah, because you had to compete because the group, yo, let's not forget. And, and I know this is a topic for another day, but, but just since we brought up G-Unit real quick, let's not forget that there was a point in time where 50 was the hottest artist out, Banks was the hardest bar-for-bar bar MC out, and Buck was the hardest dude out the South, and Game was the hardest dude out the West. So 50 had the 50 basically had the dream team and everybody was getting off. So let's not forget, you know, kind of in that era that Banks was also competing with top 10 talent. Oh, yeah, he was on so every record. And you only, and you only got like a 12 or 16 to get off. Whew, that's intense. Big shout out to Banks, man. The Halloween Havoc 3 is crazy joint. What did um, you, but um, let me uh, bounce this one off. I don't even know if you uh, what did you think? I, I don't know. But what did you think about two things? One. I have to get into it because he because he showed his face. He showed up. He wasn't in Philly. He was in Atlanta, <laughs> but whatever. He was in the race. I, I want to go back and watch the interview. See how many times he said race in the interview. <laughs> what did you think of the tax season? Tax, tax, tax stone, uh, you know, from, from tax season podcast uh, when he sat down with Meek Millie. You know what? And that's a good segue because Meek Mills just dropped uh, DC4. I like it. 
yeah, a lot of people like it, man. I haven't got I haven't got a chance to hear too much of it. I heard like part of it, and it was it was good. Uh, he's getting back to rapping, which is the most important thing for him instead of being on. But what I thought of the actual podcast, and we talked a little bit about this um, off air. A lot of people, let's just talk about the general consensus real quick. A lot of people found Meek Mill to be, and I feel like we talk about him so much, but we just have to. Meek Mill, they found him to be generally likable after that podcast. They said they could kind of relate to him and that he was well-spoken. And, he, you know, he was well-spoken. I didn't think, I mean, he could have easily went in this tax season, uh, you know, podcast, um, shout out to Tax Stone, but he could have easily went in there and just been on some hatred shit like fuck beads, this, that, and the third. You know, this is what happened. He's a bitch. But he really handled himself well. But the general consensus for me and you, which is not the same as everybody else's, I felt like he was dodging a lot of questions. And he was really into himself. Like, he was really just pulling for himself, being into himself. He was dodging so many questions. I think that, to me, was the, 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 the I guess, the, the telling part of that whole thing is that he, and I, I would like to see Tax, and that might be a part of the fact that Tax is not really a media guy, I mean, no, no disrespect to him. He did good in the interview, but I yeah, would just I like mean, to see him. Yeah, all he could do just, is ask the questions. Yeah, but I would like to see him press more when Meek Mill said some shit that really didn't, you know, flow what, yeah, what really me, happened. Because to me, Tax would ask him a question and he would kind of like sidestep the question and just start talking about himself. I'm like, but that's not even what he asked you. He, especially when he was asking, like, yo, bro, why did you wait so long to come back at the nigga on the record? He was like, um, you know, I, I was on tour and, and you know, I don't, I don't really even be trying to get back at Nick. I'm like, what are you talking about? This so guy, if you want, you're on tour. Talking, that's the perfect time to kill this guy. You can't find a studio when you're on tour, bro. Stop it. You're on tour. Word. You got a, you got a studio on the bus. Yeah, man. That that did not make no sense to me. And, like, and, and even and even then, you, you know, because he claimed to be a freestyle rap too, right? He claimed to be, he was a battle rap. He claimed to be a battle rap freestyle rap. Even then. If if you if you don't get me wrong, because I like DC Four, but I didn't like some of his answers in the interview. Because even then, if you saying you on tour and 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 that's your girl tour, she killing the tour, y'all selling out shows, you part of that tour, you the opening act, whatever. The the money's going home together. Who cares? That's my dream. I did agree with him when he said that. Like, yo, I can't be mad if my girl's the most hot. You know, she's the most popping in the country, and I'm on tour with her. That's great. That's, yeah, that's great. a shout out to him. Shit. Yeah, that's a shout out to her. So anybody hating on him because of that, that that's cornball. But what I did think was cornball, if you a battle rapper, you got freestyle game or whatever, and you heard that record, there's no excuse, no reason why you couldn't have been backstage while you're doing whatever you're doing, y'all shooting the breeze before you go on stage, and you could have put together a mean 16 right backstage and went on stage and performed that shit, and that shit would have never got to the level that it got to. But since you stalled and your pen bitched up, that's why niggas thought that you was buried six feet deep. But you know what, though? And I want to make this distinction. This is where my, um, this is where my, I guess, expertise as a local MC kind of comes into it. Battle rap does not translate well in the disc records. I'm not giving him an excuse, but just because he's a battle rapper, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate well. I'll give you a perfect example. The Hollow the Don Joe Budden battle. I think it was a closer battle. I think Joe Budden lost immediately when he bitched up and dropped the mic. But Hollow was winning that battle for the most part. But have you ever heard Hollow on a record? It doesn't translate well in the diss record that he did to somebody else. So I don't no, think that's a big like, part but I like that war page that Meek did. That was a good record. That was a good record. Why did it so, take you so long to put out that record? But see, that's why. Because you couldn't find needed, the studio. 
That's why we needed the answers. In That's that why we didn't give us the answers, Sway. He, he didn't give it. You don't have the answers. You don't man. have the answers. You don't have the answers. That's why we needed those answers and we never got them. And that's what I'm saying. That would be a testament more to um, to Tax for pressing on that because I feel like Tax wanted to – he was saving his connect. I, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to press him too hard. I may want to use him later. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not associated with Tax, and, you know, I'm not saying anything disrespectful to him. Shout out to Tax. He's doing good. But I feel like he didn't want to lose his connect because the bean situation already happened. It was looking like everybody to every every person every the general that he was buried that he was signed he was siding with beans in the situation. Yeah. So when he brings him on there, he doesn't ask the question because he's trying to save a, a connect who's more valuable than beans right now. And that even goes back to the fact that Meek was trying to ask him questions, and Tax was not even answering those. But nigga, but you not but interview with Tax. You should not interview with Tax though. You shouldn't do that, but. That's what I'm saying. Like when Meek, for I example, hate when people go. Well, I hate when people be in interviews and they be asking the interviewer questions. If I was the interviewer, I'd be like, "But son, we're not interviewing me. We're interviewing you." Yeah, and I, you know, I want to bring that up because he so was let, talking so about. So let it be known: if you're an artist, you come on here. Don't try to turn around the questions on us. We asking you the questions. This is my. This is our show. Get the fuck out of here. But I'll give you an. I'll give you. I'll give you an example of this. And trust me, man. When we interview people, first started my boy Gat. Shout out to him. I'm gonna be asking some tough questions, especially tough for questions. I, I'm asking you know, the tough questions, especially for him. I fucks with him, but. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example of what I can remember from the Tax Zone podcast. Meek, uh, when they were talking about the Drake diss, Meek came back and said to Tax, if I drop a record that's really hard and everybody fucks with it, does that mean I'm dead? And Tax didn't really say much. My response at that point would be, I'm not saying you're dead, but you pretty much lost some of your following because of this beef. Like, don't act like the shit I mean, just going to disappear. I mean, but, I mean, but that's fair. I mean, but that's fair to say. But what people thought that he was dead was because this boy muted up, didn't say nothing. And then when he did come back, that shit was just trash. So by the time I had finally heard War Pains, it was almost like too little, too late. And then Drake just kept killing them and killing them. And then this guy, and then this nigga, when you can take a diss record and turn it into a single, it's a problem. When you get nominated for an award, it's a problem. For this record. You need to address that immediately, which did not happen. So when he came back with War Pains, which was a fire record, but it was too little, too late in that particular situation. But while I said on my, on my IG, you know what I'm saying, when he came back with DC4, I said, as an artist, this, goes, this is all we were saying. Shut up with the Drake shit because he bodied you. Just go ahead and put out good music. And let your good music, and you can you can still live on from this. But he came out, and uh, you know, to your point, you kind of said that the DC four effort, you know, was more the same. Um, I felt that he kind of tried to go a couple of different ways artistically with it. Um, he definitely tried to step his uh his bar game up. He came through with another beautiful um addition to the to the uh to the Toy Story. Uh, this is Tony Story Part Three, which was a which was a great addition to the uh to that blueprint. But um, DC four was a solid effort for me. It was and, a solid effort. And, uh, and I appreciate it, man. He got like four or five uh, four or five super bangers on there and everything else. I can definitely fuck with it. Um, but you know what, though? Sure. Let's talk about the DC4. Uh, now, matter of fact, let's get a little bit. Of, let, me, let me actually just bring this point up. Uh, DC4 was a good effort. It was a solid effort. But here's my thing. You know, one thing I didn't like what Meek explained to is when he was talking about his, um, his, his, his shit. Like when he was talking about, obviously, he said Rafe like multiple times. We know what the fuck he's driving at that point. But he was trying to explain the fact that he talks about Rolexes and stuff and he wants people to aspire to that. Dude, that's a good sentiment. 
But don't you just think he's just full of himself? Yeah, he talked about the rave too much. He talked about the rollie too much. I don't give a damn about that shit, nigga. For all we know, you leasing that shit. We don't know, nigga. It's just a car. That don't mean shit. I, I'm not caught up into all that glitz and glamour shit. I feel like if you performing every night, nigga, you should have a wraith. If you get in ten, <laughs> if you get in ten, fifteen thousand a show, and you doing, think about that. Like really think about that. And and I know a lot of artists ain't even getting that. But let's say if you getting five thousand a show, let's say you are doing four shows a month. That's twenty G's a month times twelve. Yeah. If you make it two hundred thousand dollars a year, they'll give you that. You can you can get a wraith. Yeah, you so that don't really rate. mean nothing to me. The materialistic shit, because the money is there to be made, and and if you have any sort of clout in the game, they'll give you. You know what I'm saying? You can work out good deals and shit like that. So you sitting in the rave don't mean shit. It's a good sentiment for you to try to get niggas out the hood and that focus on guns. But how about you try to get niggas in some shit that might actually, you know, help them out. You know, school, et cetera, et cetera. And that's saying he's not doing that already. But nigga, you should be. You know what I'm saying? Go to school and show these niggas what's up, nigga. If you talk, but about that's fun. a bad excuse though. Even Look. then, that's a bad excuse just to say you're showing this shit on Instagram because you want people who who was back in the projects to uh, aspire for things. Because here's here's why I say that's some bullshit. Number one, he's just doing that because he's full of himself. And the reason I say that is uh, and he's one in a million. That's not gonna happen for everybody. Exactly. Thank you. And the, the biggest thing for me is uh, when I was growing up and you know I, my mom was struggling and shit. We was back in the projects and whatnot. Dude, I didn't look at what the rappers were showing. I looked at the fact that they were known. Popularity was the thing for me. That's what's the key to me, too. Yeah, like, I always thought about the pop popularity would get you things. That's why I'm not impressed, you know, more so to my point again. That's why I'm not impressed with the Wraith. Because you popular as hell. So these things, I don't know if you got the, if you driving in the Wraith and then they say, you know, Jones, you know, Jones Wraith auto dealer on the back and you just doing that, you know what I'm saying? They doing that shit for pub. We don't know, nigga, like. It's a car. So what? You live in America. Everybody got cars. There's niggas who's not rappers who got cars. Better cars than you. Yeah, definitely. So, so I'm I not caught up in that material shit. He definitely was sounding very superficial in the interview. Yeah, definitely, man. And it really, he didn't get too many of the um, like the points that I wanted to hear. I think he sidestepped the bean situation so much. I mean, he kind of he kind of had to, he kind of had to sidestep that because you look like a sucker. You guys was working on the record together. The next thing you know, you know, he's getting knocked out. You dissing him. He just, it just looked like a whole sucker situation on both sides, being his side, everybody's side. But I, I guess all that shit is dead now. Um, you know, DC4 definitely was a bit, was a nice bridge for him to walk over to kind of dead some of that negative energy um, that he was experiencing. But at the end of the day, when, you, when I look back on that situation, it's definitely going to be a black mark on that nigga career for sure. It also, there'll be a black mark in his career. Um, if he comes out now, I don't know. Has Meek ever went platinum? Because Ross never went platinum. I mean, I think Ross don't went platinum. Are you sure? I don't know about no, that. No, he, he, he went gold. He's never went platinum. Oh, man. Uh, he's very well known. I don't I know, know if he's indebted platinum. to the IRS like 5.6 right now. <laughs> so oh, he, he needs to go support, Rick. Y'all better go buy some of them old records. You better sell them rapes. Y'all better go you better sell the rapes. <laughs> you better sell that house in Atlanta, nigga. You better go pay the government. Nigga, you better go find your account, nigga. That's, for, that's what's up. <laughs> So that's the thing, like with, with with him. Um. Okay, let me let me put it to you this way: Will Meek ever be a huge success as a rapper? I mean, I think he's a huge success now. I mean, but what I mean by that is record wise, like he's not on the success. Let's say I'm talking about the top hip hop heavyweights. He what I'm saying is, uh, will he Drake, like, will Kanye, Jay Z. Will, he, will and, he be Drake, J Cole, Kendrick? Nah, he'll always be that second tier. Second tier. So but I don't know. Room. That's what I think. Nah, I don't know, boy. You got you got Joe Ja Rule sold records. I know that Ja Rule sold records, but 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 back then everybody was selling records. 
Yeah, and then he was he was pretty much the hottest. He was the cream of the crop at that time. Which but uh, but Meek me, isn't the cream but of the crop will right always now. be you know he'll always be that. That Wale, just exactly where he at. He'll be with Meek Mill, Wale, you know, Rick Ross. He'll always be that second tier rapper. He'll yeah. never, you know, he'll never be that first tier rapper. I mean, I should never say never because he may, you know, come out with one or two or three. But as of now, his, his trajectory for me is, you know, he a good rapper, going to have a nice, long, good career, put out, you know, I'm sure many more singles that the, that the public fuck with. And that's it. He'll never really, he won't reach, you know, um, God status, like some of the niggas out, you know, in today's age. Okay, let me ask you another question, and this is just based off of um, hip hop talk here. Is it beneficial to be independent? Yeah, nowadays it is for sure. But see, what I mean by that is like hip hop history. I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah, but you can be independent now, and you can just partner up with a major. Yeah, but but you still I'm talking about solely independent. I'll give you I'll give you a good example here, which is um I don't want to use the Joe Budden example because I don't know, but he's independent. I'll say Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent came out with a record a while back. He put his own money into it. He ended up getting beats for super you know cheap because of his his relationship with producers. Well, Fifty sold. I don't remember how much it was. I think it was like twenty to fifty grand, and everybody was saying Fifty flop. But the fact that he was independent. That was a huge gain to 50 financially. Absolutely. But to the fans, it was a flop. So that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes, is it beneficial to be independent knowing that to fans, you might still be this fucking no name whack nigga. But at the end of the day, you still getting a lot of money. You still bringing in like 70 G's from your record, including show money because you're still a known rapper. Hey man, independent is definitely the way to go, man. You just, you just, you just got to structure your deal properly, man. Can you ever be a hip hop heavyweight and be independent? I mean, but a lot of guys aren't being solely. You know what? What's my guy's name? Uh, yeah, Tech Nine. Yeah, Tech Nine is the number one. He is just ridiculous with those numbers, man. He's ridiculous with that touring schedule, and he's ridiculous with that merchandising. But then again, <laughs> Tech Nine is pretty much the uh, the Christopher Columbus of uh, okay, yeah, of so, uh, independent artists but, because but he mean, was the but, founding but father. But what a lot of it. guys are doing now, man. I think what the wave is now is to uh, you partner up with the label because you know, like you got Wiz, he got the whole Taylor Gang records. But he's but he's partnered up. I think it was with Awesome. I don't know who he's with now. But then you got like you know you got Slim got his own shit. You know and he's partnered up. You know with Dre and you know uh, what them niggas over there. Um, aftermath. Af- no, aftermath. But who else was it? Uh, Jimmy Iovine. Interscope. Interscope. So he partnered up with there. You got Fifty. He got his shit, but he's still partnered up with somebody else. You got Rick Ross got his shit, but he's still partnered up with Def Jam. So you know I think the the wave is now is to get your own brand. So that way that the the major doesn't have they whole hand in the cookie jar and you just get what's left like people don't wise up to their business um for sure but even taking away from record labels let's talk about some uh, independent label for example e1 which used to be Koch records talk about rap a lot records yeah and they still get a lot of money based off of the things they're doing i mean obviously you got to be in business but they still get a lot of money so that's not really even solely independent as opposed to doing things yourself i just there's a big divide there and that's the reason i bring this up is when it comes to something like um a Meek Mill situation because what will happen if Meek Mill decides to go independent? He's not going to be I relevant. Mean, but he still got his own, but, but being independent isn't that bad because if you have a following, like if Meek Mill was to break off and not even have a major and he was just to do the dream chaser shit at that point with his following that he has, he'll be able to go get distribution from anywhere. That's what you, that's all they really care about is getting, getting, a, getting a distribution deal. Yeah, that's true. But you know what though? If he was, 
if Donald Trump was independent, he couldn't grab the, him by the pussy. Because, That's all I'm saying. Because you the know? cash money deal was really more so for distribution than anything else. That's how it was able to come up so much. Yeah, cash money killed everybody's career. Though, you know, same thing with Master P. He was he got a part. He partnered up for distribution. That's why niggas didn't want no more TLC deals where I was getting nine, ten cents for every album I sold. What kind of bullshit was that? And it's even less now. Like people, like, and we're gonna talk about this another day. You know, when, I, when we kind of focus on the South a little bit more, but. Master P really showed these dudes how to build a label and get this cash. I'm talking about P show, baby. He kind of put Puff on game. He kind of put Jay on game. Like he really came in and did it by himself, man. Was you know what's even funny about that is uh, actually one of my friends actually asked me a while back. One of my boys said, "Yo, what's happened to Master P? Nothing. He's making moves. Nothing. He's getting cash. He's getting outside of music. You know what? Shout out to the Dream Chance podcast. Nori said something recently on one of his." His episodes, actually, I believe his most latest episode, which is you can't make money financially just being a rapper. You, you have to. You have to diversify, out. man. You have to. Yeah. So with that, I mean, I'm thinking that the fact that just like you said, Master P kind of showed everybody how to do it. Show more rappers need to be keen to do it. Yeah, man. Now everybody, every, everybody, your boss now. Everybody, your CEO now. You know, shit. Oh, we, we we CEOs and shit. We got our own shit. Every, everybody. No more Mr. Man. Cut the man out. Yeah, definitely, man. But um, like I said, man, you know, we gotta we gotta be out here, man. Uh we gotta we gotta shout out shout out to Trump, man. Shout out to Trump. Man, I, I can't, I can't, I'm still looking at this shit. Like breaking news, Trump elected president. Is it really a stunning upset? Seeing that be on some bullshit sometimes. Is that really a stunning upset that pre- Trump won? The fact that he was able to run for presidency tells me that that cannot be a stunning upset. A stunning upset is, is Ali Frazier. A stunning upset is me winning. <laughs> stunning upset is a third-party candidate winning, not necessarily a Republican or Democrat, because you're going to vote. You know what? I don't remember who came out with this a while back. I think it might have been a, a mortal technique, actually. I really think that candidates should run for president without titles. You shouldn't be Democrat, Republican. Just run as a person so we can pay more attention to what you stand for. No, I mean, yeah, I think that's definitely something that we all can agree to, man. Because I, I I, a lot of people just vote political party. They don't even vote for the actual person. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. Yo, I want to grab these bitches by the pussy now that Trump is president. Yo, man, I definitely do not want to do that. I'm not co-signing <laughs> that at all. Um, I, You know, only if the lady wants to be grabbed in the pussy should you do that. If she, if, if she, But has he never said... You know what? We're talking. Let's bring up Dave Chappelle because he's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Shout out Chappelle, man! I can't wait to watch this, man. Shout out it's going to gonna be epic. And you know what? Chappelle made a good point. He said that the media twists the words. Donald Trump never said he's out here sexually assaulting people. He says they let you do they that let because you do you're that. a star. That See? implies that's consent. Why, bro, that's why I didn't look. That's why I didn't speak. That's why all I said was I'm not going to throw no shade at Trump. I'm not going to say anything because the only thing that Trump said to me that was kind of out of line was when he kind of um was when he kind of got on the autistic kid. I thought that was kind of foul. But when he told the people, you know, hey, go tell them they can go fuck themselves, that's some shit that everyday people say in their house every day. If somebody <laughs> told you some shit that you didn't like, you would say, you know what, go fuck yourself. That's what you're going to say. So I'm not going to crucify the man for saying that. If but he, he also said some other fuck shit. Let's be real. He said some shit. Um, I would have to think exactly what it was. If they talk but- about, oh, oh, I'm upset because he was talking about, oh, building a wall. Well, you should be just as upset as McCain and Romney and all the other motherfuckers who was talking about putting IDs in Arizona to fucking ID the immigrants when they was walking down the street. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all, it's, it's, it's but, all but the not same. Just that, he also put uh, black people underneath a 
entire blanket of poverty by basically saying you guys should be tired of living in ghettos and you know what and at the end of the day four years before him Mitt Romney said I'm not even trying to get the ghetto EBT vote but no, and he still got to make it so I mean it's, it's, it's just it's the same shit different day I'm just shocked that he ran away with the shit I just hope that uh you know more so to your point that uh that people don't try to you know get overzealous because uh, you ain't gonna be running up on no African-Americans no Latinos putting their hands <laughs> on them so I don't know I hope they don't think that that's going down so I hope everybody just keeps the peace. I hope Donald Trump just comes on TV the first day that he's elected and says, you know what? Everybody go look at your bank accounts. Let's give you a million dollars. Yeah, man. You know, I wish he does that. Um, you know, grab bitches by the pussy, Trump. You know, no, no hate. No hate to you. Um, all I'm saying right now is that when it comes to shit, man, yo, your everyday, yo, listen, this is a PSA right here. <laughs> For your everyday worker, I'm talking about blue collar, white collar, middle class America who's out here working and you're you're killing yourself for a job that you're barely even making by it. Your job better not try you with some bullshit about you don't have enough experience, bitch. I got enough experience to be president. How the fuck do I not have enough experience to be a fucking shift leader, a supervisor? So, you know, it is what it is, man. Country's going to shits. Uh, Culture Academy, we are pretty much... Well, we're going to have to start policing this shit. You know what I want to do, man? I think I texted you about this, bro. I want to do a culture academy presidential election. I want to elect motherfuckers who we think should be running shit, and whether it be hip-hop, music, whatever. I want to elect a fucking group of Congress of hip-hop. That's what I want. That's how I thought was you and Mount Rushmore and hip-hop. Mount Rushmore and hip-hop is another one, but uh, we're going to have to add some more uh, faces into that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, man, it is what it is. We are pretty much back at this point, um, and America has the back against the wall being the laughing stock of the I nation. I feel like American kind of has that, like, I feel like America as a whole kind of has that whole Negan, has that whole walking dead look after Negan bashed in. <laughs> Shout out my dog, Negan. Negan, my, oh, my favorite shit. villain now, <laughs> b- behind the Joker. So Shout ne- out my dog, Negan. Trump is Negan, and we just getting the Glenn treatment and out you here. you just getting that Lucille treatment. That Lucille treatment, back to the face with the barbed wire. <laughs> you know you know what I feel like this is, man, since you were talking about it? I feel like we're Ricky and Boys in the Hood. Damn, shotgun to the back. Shotgun to the back. Like, we were trying to Ricky! run away. We were trying to run away from it, and they they still, shot still got us. They still, they <laughs> they still hit, shot they, they, us. They hit you with the Wayne and Marvin thing. Please don't shoot me down. <laughs> Please don't shoot me down, yep. So, um. Uh, as of today's date, which is the Culture Academy um, recording date, which we should have it out today, but let me look at the date. Today's November 9th, right? Yep, uh, November yeah. 9th. All right, cool. As of November 9th, we elected a new president in office. Um, Meek Mills is still bouncing around topics. And there's a few hot mixtapes out there. Let's shout those out again as far as the hot mixtapes that are out there. Uh, shout out to Lloyd Banks, Halloween Havoc Part 3. And All or Nothing the, the month before. And All or Nothing the month before. You guys should cop both of those records. Those are really good records. Shout out to Joe Budden, Rage in the Machine. Uh, big up for a nice show in Tampa that Tyree wasn't there. Oh, man. Stop throwing me under the bus, Joe. I'll be at the next one, guys. <laughs> you know what? Another good record that's out right now. Shout out to Ace Hood, man. I haven't heard the Ace Hood he record. He dropped another, and it's actually a good record. Okay. So, let's go shout, I'm going to go check out the Ace Hood record after we get off the podcast. Shout out Jeezy with the Trap of Die 3. And uh, I definitely still, uh, I fuck with that. Oh, shout out my man French with the Mac and Cheese 4, man. Mac and Cheese 4 with French. Um, I'm not going to be too much into that because, you know, Drake's no shopping's on there. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> That's my record. I'm, I'm, I'm a Joe Budden guy, so uh, can't can't roll with that one. But uh, shout out to French. 
And you know what? Uh, shout out to my boy Gatsby. We were talking about him. By Any Dreams, which is available on By iTunes. By Any Dreams. Check uh, that out, man. I'm definitely looking forward to the convo with that boy, man. I'm definitely going to try to pick his brain. Yeah, man. And, and another shout out to uh, Bricks, who's working on his record right now. Shout out my man, Bricks Capone. A uh, good friend of mine, man. Definitely. Um, friend of the show. Definitely working on the record. I'm excited to hear it. Super excited to hear it. Um, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to try to get him. We definitely got to get him on the podcast. Oh, we definitely get him on, definitely. And actually, I got to hit him up soon. So, yeah, man. But, you know, as always with the Culture Academy, um, hopefully you guys learned a little something right now. Uh, you know, you hear the school bell. Time's out. And you know what time it is. Shout out to Trump, man, and class to Smith. It's class to Smith. You going to shout out to Trump at the very end of class, man? Yeah, shout him out, man. He, he, yo, he's going to be leading us for the next four years, man. You got to hope it works. Hey, extra credit to y'all motherfuckers if we can get them out of office. But shout out to everybody. We we out of here. Let's, Culture get, Academy. let's get the free houses first. Free houses. I want the, hey, he put a million in my bank account. Yo, you, you got to go spend it. Everybody happy. Million in my bank account. Fuck it. I'm diehard Trump. Let's go. Money changes things, man. It's like you said. Class dismissed. Get out of here.